queer, I've decided, is pretty much like cilantro. <laughs> some people love it, some people hate it. And like cilantro, it's hard to describe. If you ask my mother, cilantro tastes like soap and rotting things, specifically soapy rotting things. She believes that the presence of cilantro in otherwise delicious dishes was either designed to A, routinely torment her taste buds, or B, hone her fine motor skills by providing her with regular opportunities to pick small green leafy bits out of her rice. <laughs> but I get ahead of myself. I want to say something important before we get rolling. It's become clear to me over the past couple days that though this sermon is titled The Q, it should be titled One of the Qs. Because Q in the acronym LGBTQ or GLBTQ or Quilt Bag, the most recent one I heard, whatever acronym you use, if it has a Q, the Q can stand for questioning or queer or the Q can stand for both questioning and queer. The identity of questioning, which applies to someone who is in the process of questioning and exploring their sexuality, is very important, particularly for youth who may crave a space where they don't have to identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer, but can identify as questioning. But as important as questioning is, it's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about queer, and apparently cilantro. <laughs> I love cilantro. Yeah. I think probably some of you also love cilantro. My dad loves cilantro. My mom, as you've heard, not so much. So it goes with cilantro, and so it goes with queer. When we're all at the same kitchen table trying to eat tacos or pho, the conversation can inevitably turn to a heated discussion about the controversial herb. So it can also go with queer. All kinds of people at the dinner table with all kinds of experiences with the word, loving it, hating it people who are part of the same community, trying to name themselves and name others. So first, what is queer? Unfortunately for all of us, there is no clear, uncontroversial definition of queer, not as, a, as an identity, not as a political stance, not as a slur. Just like there is no clear, uncontroversial definition of other important words and identities like black or feminist. But we have to start somewhere, so a quick three-part definition of queer. First, queer can be used as an umbrella term for anybody who is not heterosexual or cisgender, cisgender another way of saying not transgender. Queer can be a stand-in for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, LGBT. Second part, queer does not require people to have static binary gender identities, binary gender identities being male or female. For example, 
if two folks identify towards the middle of the gender spectrum between male and female, and these two people love each other, gay, lesbian, straight, bisexual, these words don't really fit. Queer might fit. Third part, queer is an identity that a person can claim as theirs. It doesn't have to do with who their partner is or who their partner is not. And now I guess is the fourth bonus part. Queer, for many folks, is about a spirit of resistance, resisting dominant culture's ideas of normal, rejoicing in transgression, celebrating the margins, reveling in difference, blessing ourselves. In the words of Haitian-American poet, playwright Linnell Moyes, I am only queer because you are not, brother. I like this. If you like something, feel free to clap. <laughs> yes, or I mean, even amen could, could happen. No is also okay. I'm not assuming everything will be, will be amenable. <laughs> Queers are women who date transgender men and men who date transgender women. Queers are people who could be called lesbian or gay or bisexual, but prefer queer. Queers are people who could identify as bisexual, but who do not want to perpetuate the idea that gender is binary. Queers are people who are attracted to folks across the spectrum of gender identity. When I came out, I had the privilege of having queer as an identity. The cilantro was on the table, if you will. I chose... <laughs> Yeah, okay, great. I like it. I like it a lot. I chose to identify as queer because it's the word that many of my friends and coworkers used at the time, and using it gave me a place to stand in a queer community. I choose to identify as queer because I believe in the idea of building up and tearing down the boundaries of identity. I choose to identify as queer because I see gender, identity, and expression on a spectrum. And I want my identity to have space for trans, queer, and genderqueer folks. Many folks, like me, identify as queer because it was a possibility to do so. Many other folks who identify as queer like my friend and colleague at Harvard Divinity School, Tara Yule, claimed queerness after a variety of experiences with other identities. Tara wrote a piece about coming out as queer for a worship service on queer spirituality at Harvard Divinity School. I'm going to read part of it to you. She writes, when I was six, I came out as a boy. By that, I mean I literally put my hair under my baseball cap, put a rolled up sock in my pants, and came out of my front door and introduced myself to my friends as Scott. <laughs> when I was 13, I found out what a dyke was because someone calling herself a dyke kissed me, 
and asked me if I ever thought about being a dyke. I came out in my head as a secret. When I was 17, I found out there were bars and parades for people like me. I came out as a lesbian. By that, I mean lesbian disco queen. <laughs> when I was 20, I moved from LA to San Francisco. It took only months to gain 30 pounds, shave my head, buy a motorcycle, get my commercial truck driver's license, <laughs> and discover alternatives to socks. When I was 20, I came out as a dyke. By that, I mean a big bulldogger daddy dyke. By the time I was 30, I had a wife. I moved to Minneapolis to buy a house. I started wearing more sweaters. I had a Home Depot card. I got bored, then I got mad. All of the previous labels now seem to be fraught with expectations and devoid of fun. More importantly, some of the letters towards the front of our ever longer acronym were starting to be meaner to some of the other letters. There was only one thing I could do. When I was 36, I came out as queer. I wish we knew how it would feel to be free. I wish we could say all the things that we could say Say I'm loud, say I'm clear, for the whole round world to hear. I wish we knew how it would feel to be free. Queer, like any word that is reclaimed from the mouths of bigots, is the beginning. It's the start of new ways to enact self-definition. In our responsive reading, we heard the words, we have only begun to imagine the fullness of life. So much is unfolding that must complete its gesture. So much is in bud. Much of our wariness of embracing queer comes from a place of deep pain and woundedness a place that could never imagine how queer could be anything but a slur. And for some of us, it will always be a word that invokes shame and hurt and violence. Others of us, including myself, have the privilege of not associating queer with getting beat up with taunts or slurs with fear or pain. We associate it instead with celebrating who we are, with resistance and transgression, messiness and liberation. And there are those of us who live in the middle, who know queer as a slur and queer as a reclaimed identity, who feel both shame and pride who both say, yes, I am queer, and also, please don't ever call me queer. It's complicated. So much is unfolding. So much is in bud. I bow to you, to those who have carved the path before, 
who knew the slurs and heartbreak and to those who live them now. And I ask that we are patient with each other, that we talk to each other, that we not simply say it's generational, though it is, but that we take advantage of this community, this community of LGBTQ people of many generations right here in this church that contains people who came out 30 years ago and people who are coming out now. It is such a gift, such a rare gift. Actually, let's, let's give a round of applause for this community right here. Yesterday, I, along with Associate Minister Reverend Lilia Cuervo and some members of our transformation team attended a workshop where we were asked to assess our perception of where our congregation is on a number of things, including being a welcoming congregation. On welcoming gays and lesbians, we thought that we were at the most advanced level, a transformed church community. On welcoming queer and transgender people, we thought we were in a different place, a place of unexamined status quo. Here at First Parish in Cambridge, we are a welcoming congregation, and we can renew that commitment by committing to becoming more conscious and more inclusive of people who identify as queer, genderqueer, and transgender. Today, we start the conversation about queer. Whether queer is a word that describes your identity or not, whether you identify as straight, as heterosexual, as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, but not queer, I ask you to respect and seek to understand a person's desire to be identified as queer and a person's desire not to be identified as queer. When I make tacos, I serve cilantro. I put it in a bowl between the shredded cheese and the chopped tomatoes. People can take it or not. Just because some folks don't like it doesn't mean that other folks are going to stop serving it or eating it or loving it. It's going to be there. Some folks love it. Some folks hate it. We prayed in Ted Loader's words for the ability to make beginnings, to begin going out of our weary minds into fresh dreams, daring to make our own bold tracks in the land of now. Help us to be beginnings so that we may not just grow old, but grow new each day of this wild, amazing life. Claiming queer and being okay with those who claim it is part of growing new, part of believing in beginnings, in words that change meanings to suit new possibilities and new ways of being. Our language changes as we grow new each day. When we let it change, when we're okay with new meanings for old words, 
We affirm the land of now. We make room for fresh dreams. Living in this land of now and embracing fresh dreams opens us as a spiritual community to many gifts. To the gifts of queer theology and queer biblical commentary. To ideas about what a queer God could be. To inventing rituals to celebrate, to celebrate the rites of passage of queer people. Being able to say that we welcome queer identified people here at First Parish in Cambridge broadens our circle of love and community and makes those who are already here feel more at home. It is one more way that we are a welcoming congregation. I wish we knew how it would feel to be free, to live like we're longing to live, to share all the love that's in our hearts, remove all the bars that keep us apart. Oh, we'd soar to the sun and look down to the sea, then we'd sing, cause we'd know how it feels to be free. Let us create a world where those who wish to be called queer, where those who, in the words of Reverend Sue Phillips, the executive of our Mass Bay District, of which this church is a part, feel joyfully, abundantly, and thoroughly queer, can be called queer, and where those who wish to go by other names may go by other names. May we all be able to eat tacos together. Oh, we'd soar to the sun and look down at the sea, then we'd sing, cause we'd know how it feels to be free. Amen, and blessed be.